What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Grace in the Gray podcast. I'm Jordan Nates. I am the Centerpoint Director here at the Banks Mill campus of Cedar Creek. And I am joined by two special friends that don't need introductions, but I promise that I would give them to them and they're going to be epic. So directly to my left, we have the man, the myth, the movement, the experience. Give him a Bible, give him a pulpit to preach from, and he's basically Liam Neeson from Taken. I feel like I should be in spandex. That would be awesome. <laughs> but his name is Rick Lee. He is the adult ministry director here at the Banks Mall Campus. What's up, Rick? Good, How, How are you? Doing good. well. Good, good. And then over here, um, last but certainly not least, uh, we have the matriarch of this podcast, <laughs> the certified hitter of dingers as a former D1 softball player. Mm. A conversation with her. Tell me if you agree with this, Rick. A conversation with this person over here is like it's like chicken noodle soup for the soul. Mm. That's how that's how I would describe it. I think she should direct communications. It's that level of conversation. Wow, because that that's interesting because she is the communications director here at Cedar Creek Church. It's Sam Radford. Sam. <laughs> How are well, you? I'm great after an introduction like awesome. that. Awesome. Did I do a good job? I thought it was well. Great. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, straight off the dome. Uh, but we are here uh, and we want to talk about what Grace in the Gray is, but it's the first couple weeks into the new year, so I thought it'd be a great question to ask. Do you guys, are y'all New Year's resolutions people? And if you are, what's one of them or some of them? And if not, Why? Sam, I'll let you jump on that. First ladies first. <laughs> um, I might let you down. I'm not really a resolution maker. I set goals, but every time I make a resolution, it just falls through. I feel it. I feel that. <laughs> what about you, Rick? Yeah, I'm kind of the same as her. I feel like I fail enough, right, just in day and day life, so I don't want to set myself up at the very beginning for something that I know I'm going to fail at. Yeah. So yeah. I steer clear. Uh, so I, I maybe set goals. That's a good way to word it. Mm -hmm. Set a goal. Uh also, my resolution for this year was to be in my first podcast. So I've dude, killing it, succeeded. So check, yeah, just check it off. Yep. That's awesome. Do you have any Jordan? I don't. So like, I'm in. I'm in the same boat. Like I've tried for years. Like I've said, I'm gonna do this thing, and then this thing, and then this thing, and then June comes around, and like I'm looking through a notebook, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing I said I was gonna do six months in. Haven't made any headway at all. Like this year, I'm trying something different. I asked the question, not trying to get super deep, um, but asking the question of like, what kind of person do I want to be? Like, who do I want to become? And so then by answering that question, there was a couple of answers that I gave, almost asking the question of, okay, what are habits of that type of person? Um, which isn't original to me. It was a book I read, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's an amazing book. Um, but yeah, that's my answer to that. So um, yeah, so what we wanted to do with this podcast is just describe and explain what it is, because uh, you might be hopping on here and be like, what? Well, first off, if you know us, probably wondering who signed off 
for Rick and Jordan to be on a podcast? That's probably the first question. Well, that's that why the, I'm here, right? Yeah, to exactly. Babysit. Kind of, that's what. Uh, listen, <laughs> I say you're the matriarch. You're the one watching over us. Definitely feels keep, like we should have developed some sort of disclaimer. For sure, for sure. Um, that might be part of the merch that we talked about. Uh, but uh. The next question you might have, you might see the name, you'd be like, what the heck does Grace in the Gray mean? So, Rick, tell us a little bit about what this podcast is about and why we called it what we called it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've thought about that as we were developing this, and I'm, I am not a – Jordan and Sam have really introduced me to podcasts. I wouldn't call myself a podcast person. I'm not like a big, heavy podcast listener. I'm brand new to the whole thing. And so I was really just kind of began to thought – think through what would I like to talk about? Like if I could talk to not just people who go to the church that I work for or people who go to church at all, but just to, to people in general um, about all of that, what would, I, what would I like to talk through? What would I like to say? And so we, we kind of bounced around all of these things. And before I'm in the position that I was in now, I, I spent 10 years in, in your kind of role working with middle school and high school students. And one of the things that I developed a passion for in working with middle school and high school students is really being able to apply your faith to your life. Um, I think what happens so often, especially growing up here where we live in the Bible Belt, is that it's so easy to compartmentalize. And so this Christianity thing fits in this compartment of your life, and then your school, if you're talking about a student, fits in this part of your life, and then yeah. sports, if you're talking about our Division One co-host here, uh, fits in this part of your life, and we just work fits over here and we kind of compartmentalize all of these things and, and none of it really relates to any of the rest of it. And that's so different than what I see biblically, what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to be a believer, what it means to live that out. And then as I walked through student ministry and then ventured into adult ministry, now working primarily with helping small group leaders, um, work in small groups and, and lead biblical community, um, I have a passion for what I call bumper sticker theology slogans. So these things that are kind of thrown onto Christianity that everybody knows, but I get really worried. We don't really know what they mean. As a deer pants for water. Yeah, exactly. My soul yeah. thirsts for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those kind of things going around and around. And and one of the ones, one of those bumper stickers, if you will, um, that comes out of John 17, um, where Jesus is giving this prayer, um, the high priestly prayer, is... Yeah. Uh, the slogan of we're in the world, but not of the world. We're to be in the world, but not of the world. And, and I saw people using that kind of almost as a justification or a means by which to never have to decompartmentalize their life. And so our faith could exist in this thing, and that didn't really impact. My faith didn't really have to impact what I do at work. It didn't really have to impact what I do when I'm raising kids or going to school or whatever stage of life you're in and the things that you do. And I began to be burdened by that because as I read through what Jesus is actually praying there, in it but not of it is accurate, but it's it's kind of a partial story if you don't get the full understanding of it. That Jesus' prayer for us as followers of his is that we would remain in the world, that we would be passionate about the people of this world, about the depravity that separates them from God, um, about the things of our culture um, about so many things that go on in our world that Jesus would, wouldn't call us to be removed from that and start, start some sort of cult uh, where we build high fences and we're the Christian people and everyone else that doesn't think this way or vote this way or behave this way or dress this way or however else you want to dress that kind of thing up wouldn't be a part of it. And so, and then I began to really, as I, as I continued studying and, and working through Scripture, I saw that this, this isn't a new thing, right? Like, in fact, the two groups of people who are going to be kind of chiefly in charge of getting Jesus executed 
One of them is the religious leaders, and then the other is the people of the world, the people, the Roman authorities who are in power at that time. And so you see both of those people pitted against each other, but almost pitted against each other in this common goal. And then how do we play into that? Where do we fit into that? And where does our faith fit into that? And I think as culture has been pushed to the forefront, and I think about things that have happened with things like COVID and the rise of tremendous political persuasion and political political ideology speaking into everything that we do, I've just become burdened that it seems like the church here, especially in the modern age or postmodern or whatever, whatever stage of modernity we're I, in at I don't this know point. Um, COVID ruined everything. <laughs> whatever year it even yeah, is at this point. Uh, it's almost like culture dictates to the church what church should do yeah. or what church should look like or how the church should rep- respond or what the church should respond to, where we should exist and where we don't get to exist. And, and my burden is just kind of for. No, I think the the church has been called, that Jesus called the church not only to be in the world, um, but to to be involved, to be invested in, to be leading out in culture. And so not to accept or to embrace all aspects of culture, but to be informed and to be knowledgeable and to be able to speak into culture in a way that teaches his grace, that paints a picture of his love for a broken and depraved world uh, and ultimately points them to hope, not to behavior modification or act this way or believe this way, but to hope in this thing and to believe in this God. And so that's kind of what, what, what jumped out to me. And so I didn't, I didn't really have the gray. Uh, that was a concept that was kind of developed by you. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second, but specifically just this idea that trying to equip, not just the church that I'm a part of, but the, the big C global church, yeah. um, and even speak to you if you're not a, if you're not a church member, if you're not even a Christian, if you're not even a part of the faith and just go, Hey, is there anywhere that you, as I guess we could call you culture or somebody that's not a part of this Christian faith, could plug into this thing and learn from biblical theology or, or, or lessons that are poured out through the pages of Scripture? And so that's kind of how I got into this and the passion that I got involved and why I'm excited about where we're headed with this. But the the idea of the gray we referenced a little bit ago was something that you were kind of deeply passionate about that, that, that came up out of your experience in student ministry yeah. and just life in general. So tell us would say grace in the gray. What are we refer- referring to when we're talking about the gray? Yeah, definitely. I want to answer that. I think one thing, just to piggyback off of what you said, that's, I think, been so cool. Because, Sam, how long have we had planned that we're doing a prayer series? Probably a year and a half. Okay. So, like, we didn't know the events that were going to take place. So, whenever you're listening to this or watching this, um, obviously the DeMar Hamlin situation mm-hmm. um, where he got hurt and prayer is as pastor Philip talked about this past Sunday, if you were there, it's been thrusted upon us where like Christians and non-Christians alike, all of pretty much all of America is praying. And so it's been so cool to see kind of what you're talking about instead of, Hey, this thing's happening and cultures informing how the church responds. It's actually the church. We have the opportunity through even just the series of the prayer series of getting to inform people, hey, this is something that's been thrusted upon us because of a really unfortunate situation that happened. Um, and this is what prayer is, and this is the function that it has for our lives. So Which praise, I don't know if you saw this, literally right before we came in here, I saw that he got released from the hospital today and got sent home. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so like even getting to see like the power of prayer, and so us as the church getting to inform Christians and non-Christians, hey, this is how we're doing it. This is how we're people of prayer and those things. But your question was, what is the gray? What does it mean? Um, and, and I think if if we're going to answer that question, a question that 
pops off um, just from my own experience in my own life through doing student ministry for about five years now um, is the question that is probably the most complicated question um, that I try to get people to answer. It doesn't seem like that on the surface, but it is, is as Christians, what have we been saved for? Um, if you've grown up in church for any time and I ask you, Hey, what have you been saved from? I'm sure all of us could spout off. Hey, we've been saved from sin. We've been saved from death. We've been saved from hell. We've been saved from eternal separation from God forever. But when we ask, Hey, what have you been saved for? A lot of times when I ask that question, it's crickets or it's like, I could ask 10 different people and I get 10 different responses. It's not as singular as the other question that I asked. And so we see in scripture, it's blatantly shown, hey, we have all been, we see it from Genesis. We see it from Adam and Eve. We've all been created in the image of God to be image bearers of God, meaning that all of us are created to reflect God with the way that we live our lives in the relationships that we're in, the jobs that we work, the schools that we go to, all those things. And in doing so, our image being formed to look less like ourselves and more like God's. And so it's almost like we, like God has been blatantly clear through his word. Hey, this is what the goal is. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. And some people take it and they run with it and they, you know, are living lives where they're trying to be faithful, trying to be obedient. But then for some people, it's like, they're just not doing anything about it or we just really haven't talked about it because we focus so much on, hey, you got your get out of hell free card and that's all. And so I can go kind of what you're saying is like in the world, not of it. I can I can go do my own thing. And so what I think about is so think about this for you. I was talking to Rick about this earlier, but Sam, you too. Like if I told you, hey, in 20 years from today, y'all are going to be president of the United States. So one of you is going to be president of the United States. Pass. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want that job either. But let's just say you do. You have 20 years. What what are things that you're going to do with that 20 years? You're going to learn how to be a president, right? Yeah. <laughs> like probably get some type of degree. I don't know what degrees. I'm going to figure out how to make sure that I'm paying my taxes in a way that's not going to get me in jail. Yeah, that's that's a good thing, too. <laughs> um, But like there would be a number of different. So I don't think we would use that 20 years of our of, of y'all's life or my life, just like, I mean, yeah, I'll be all right. Like, no, I would be working as hard as I can to be the most prepared that I can be. And so it's the same thing is like God. I mean, obviously we don't know when we're going to meet God face to face or if he's going to return before we do um, before we do die. Um, but we have this mandate before us. It's like, hey, this is the point of your life. What are you going to do with it? Right. And so in the same way, like, hey, if you knew you had 20 years before you had to be present, you'd prepare for it. It's the same thing in our lives as Christians. We need to live lives where we're preparing ourselves for this life of being image bearers of God, where we're reflecting him and being formed in him. And a lot of times in Christian circles in the church, we talk about, I don't know if y'all have heard the term spiritual formation. We use that term a lot. Um, And a lot of times it's like, some people are like, well, I'm not really participating in spiritual formation. Um, I need to get more involved in that. But I don't necessarily know if it's, hey, I don't know if you're doing spiritual formation or not. It's it's not a matter of that. It's more so what is spiritually forming you? 
because Christians and non-Christians were all being formed by something. It could be TV. It could be social media. It could be relationships that we have. It could be things that our bosses say, right? And so we have the choice with every single thing that we fill our lives with. We have the choice where this thing or this person can bring us closer to Jesus and form us more to look like him or bring us farther from Jesus and make us look less like him. And so in, in talking all about that stuff, I think the greatest way that we can experience spiritual formation that brings us closer to Jesus and makes us more like Jesus is through his word. And, and in a culture now where the Bible is seen as something that's honestly, it's, it's not relevant anymore. That's what, outdated. Yeah, it's outdated. We don't need it anymore. The truths aren't timeless, right? Um, but what we see is that, I mean, even in a passage like Second Timothy 3.16, is like the Bible isn't just words about God. It is his words. It's breathed out. He inspired human authors over a, a time span where we have facts and truths and, and, and timeless realities that don't change about God that inform the way that we live our lives. Um, constantly throughout Scripture, we see passages like Isaiah 40, where he says, you know, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands sure forever. Even Jesus himself, he says that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words won't. We have this eternal book of truths about God that can truly change our lives. And, and as we look through Scripture, and this is the beautiful thing about this podcast, as we look through Scripture, um, we see that it's filled with God's way, right? Like if we want to be formed to be like Jesus, if we want to look like Jesus and reflect him, well, the best way to do that is to live the way that Jesus lived. And that was by living out the Bible, not just the New Testament, but from Genesis to Revelation, living that out, right? That's the greatest way um, that we can be formed in that way. And I think for us, it, using this podcast and our goal in this podcast isn't just to, hey, here's Jordan, Rick's, and Sam's hot take on this topic, or this is our opinion on this topic. What we want to do, because God's way is as high, God's way is higher than our way as the heavens are higher than the earth. We want to use this not to give you our opinion or our thoughts on stuff, but to hold up the truth of scripture and say, hey, in this area that might not be as clear, we want to hold it up and inform our thinking and our actions in the best way that will honor God and best reflect him. And so in talking about all that to say, in talking about the gray, um, those gray areas in our life, what I mean is, and it's kind of twofold. Um, one, a question that I get asked a lot by teenagers, by people just having conversations about the faith is, and I'll let y'all fill in the blanks um, in any that you think of, but I get the question, is blank biblical? What are some things that we fill the blank in with that? Uh, dating. Okay, dating's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. She's putting me on the spot. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, is blank a sin? Yeah, and that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one too. It's like, mm -hmm. is blank a sin? Is blank biblical? But that's the main one that I think of is yeah. like, I think it's also like the reword. It's like, can I do? Can I do blank? Yeah. Like, is yeah. would God allow me to yeah. do this? Is yeah. another one that's whatever it may be. Yeah, for sure. And so the issue with asking that question a lot of times is, and so we'll take the topic of dating. Um, that's one I'm asked about a lot, and I'm, you know, I'm 
pretty crystal clear for teenagers. I'm like, you don't need to be dating anyway. <laughs> Even if it was in the Bible, y'all don't need to be doing it. Um, but they asked, hey, is dating biblical? Well, if we ask that question, no, it's not. Because for something to be biblical, it has to be in the Bible. It has to have a biblical base. And there's no biblical basis for dating, right? Um, and so I would say dating, and that's something we'll talk about on this podcast, dating is a gray area. We don't know because we don't have it blatantly obvious in scripture how we are to do this thing. And so in the gray and what we want to do with this podcast is in the midst of a gray area like dating, there are black and white truths that can inform our thinking and our actions in the midst of dating. Um, meaning, so what do I mean by black and white? Um, we have, hey, these are the type of people that we're to surround ourselves with. It's blatantly obvious in scripture. Um, hey, to live lives that are sexually pure, right? That's blatantly obvious in scripture. Hey, this is how we treat people. This is how we love people. That's blatantly obvious in scripture. And so when we mentioned the gray, that that's one aspect of it. But then even in the midst of black and white truths, there's gray in the midst of those two that, that as Christians, we have to dig deep and really think, man, what, how do I live faithfully in the midst of this gray area, even though part of it is black and white? So what I mean by that is a really hot topic in the church is alcohol and drinking. Don't say it. I know. <laughs> um, but alcohol and drinking. And so in scripture, it's blatantly obvious, hey, drinking is not a sin. Drunkenness is. But in the midst of that, what we have to, like me and Rick were talking about earlier, is... I mean, there, there's a number of different gray areas in the midst of that one there's topic. There's 15 questions in my head that are fair to ask, even just as you ask, ask you make that statement. Oh, right? I know, yeah. What is what is drunkenness? Who defines it? A breathalyzer test? A police officer? The way that I feel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, a- so that's one. And then another one is, hey, what is the motive behind you wanting to drink? Is it, hey, do you genuinely enjoy the taste of alcohol? Is it is it social drinking? Hey, everybody else around me is doing it. So I want to do it. Is it more so, um, hey, I'm, I'm really experiencing some pain. I want to mask that. I want to have some type of escape, right? Like we have to ask those questions. And so in the, and again, using the things that are black and white in scripture. And so what we've talked about is the goal of our life is everything that we do to bring us as close to Jesus as possible and to make us the most like Jesus as possible. And so in the midst of a, an area that is gray, like, Hey, what's the reason that I'm drinking? Or, hey, what is drunkenness? And have I passed that time or passed that line? Man, is is what I'm doing with this recreational activity, is it bringing me closer to Jesus or farther from Jesus? And based off of that answer, that that guides us to where we want to go. Um, and so, like we said, we're going to cover a number of different topics, but I want to I want to know for you guys, maybe what's one topic that you're excited about? What's one that Maybe you're scared about. You said politics. That was one. I'm 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 very scared. Very scared <laughs> yeah, to talk I about would, politics. I would say I'm excited to talk about because we're here. If if you don't know where we are, we're here in the Bible Belt in South Carolina. So I'm excited to kind of discuss some of the religious tradition that exists here mm. and how that plays out in the modern world. How did it become tradition? Is it is it important? Can you can you be a Christian if you don't own a tie? Uh, if you yeah. don't know how to tie a tie, <laughs> are you allowed to come to church? Uh, what if you watch I would, YouTube? I wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. I, I struggle with that. Yeah, I have to watch the YouTube yeah. videos yeah, every time. Uh, 
So like, but wrestling some of those church tradition things to the ground and going, hey, how did this become a thing? And and should this still have the impact that it does on the modern church um, or not? And I'm with you. Um, politics makes me nervous, but maybe, I mean, yeah, it makes me nervous because it's such a hot button topic, but it's also one that I'm not deeply passionate about. Uh, and that I, I just, just in complete honesty, I don't spend a great deal of my time thinking Republican, Democrat, Fox News, CNN. I don't spend a lot oh, of time. Yeah. I got a... I have an infant and a four-year-old, so I don't have time for Fox News and CNN most of the day. Um, and so discussing those things, because they are a hot-button topic, but just because, you know, it's my desire to be informed and to help inform, but but to do that from the biblical worldview and not the world worldview, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I'll be a little bit nervous when we get to those topics, but I, but I think it's going to be cool. When we speak into the gray areas of our life, I'm excited that I think the more that we wrestle those things to the ground, the gray areas— the more we remove from ourselves the ability to do what I was talking about earlier, where we compartmentalize things, yeah. where when we start to eliminate the gray, we see that what Jesus did thousands of years ago and the life that that calls us to now informs every single thing. And it speaks to my parenting, my job, my all of those kind of things, not just Sunday morning at nine o'clock or 11 o'clock or whatever time you go to church. And so yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, for that playing out as we wrestle some of these topics to the ground. That's good. What about you, Sam? I'm excited for everything. Um, I mean, just throwing throwing the topics, (laughs) throwing the topics on the board. I mean, we are covering so many different things, and I think a little sneak peek. Um, gosh, we are talking about sin in general, um, identity, body image, um, politics, like y'all mentioned, um, pride, in many different senses. Um, so I'm excited about them all, mainly because I think that. This podcast can be something that inspires people to dig deeper. Um, just yesterday, I was having a conversation with someone and they said, you know, I just I'm not motivated to read the Bible. I don't really want to read it, but I'll listen to someone talk about it. So I'm not saying that this podcast is to replace reading your Bible, yeah. but I think that it will work to inspire people to to want to read, to get into the word. We're getting so. down to the why. Exactly. Yeah. And that great, there are so many different gray areas. I mean, we've, we've just scratched the surface on what we've talked about today. So I think that speaking into the different gray areas of life and then those current events that come up, I mean, we're surrounded by culture, by sports, by the news. I mean, everything that goes on and we have that flexibility to be able to speak into it in the moment. And so that's what really excites me. So, um, well, thanks everybody for listening today. Um, everything that we discussed is going to be in the show notes. So the book that Jordan mentioned and any scripture that we referenced, you can check those out in the show notes. Please subscribe and share this with your friends. If anything spoke to you today, share it with that friend who's on your mind. Thanks for listening to Grace in the Gray podcast, where we use biblical truth to speak into the gray areas of culture.